Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jester Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And in this edition of the report, we'll be giving you our first impressions on Tears of the Kingdom. It's alright, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's certainly a video game. You know, there's there's maybe more they could have done. <laughs> it's certainly not a bad one. <laughs> it's it's egg, before you joined the call, like this is exactly the pattern that me and Jazz did. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah, it's um I think pre release there was part of me and we kinda of spoke about a little bit of this in the first episode, but there was part of me that was not worried as such, but interested, I suppose is a better way to put it, if they'd be able to to match, even match the quality of the the first game, the, the Breath of the Wild. And, you know, I'm, I'm not even ankle, toe deep into the game, it feels like, at this point. But, in a way, it feels like they might have even exceeded it. At this stage, is that crazy to say, mm-hmm. even though I've not played it that much of it? No, yet? Like I, I can agree with that. Like I've definitely felt like that as well. Like similar thing that like you're saying, like feel like you barely scratch the surface, but like it's that first area just gives you such a like high hopes for where the game can go mm. with all like the stuff that they're doing. It definitely like I remember a lot of the chat before the game came out was like. Oh, it's it's the same map. Is it just going to be the same game, mm. sort of thing? I haven't seen anything from the first game yet. Yeah, like, I haven't seen an area is... from the first game. I haven't used a power from the first game. I haven't met an enemy from the first game. <laughs> I mean, I think that that certainly I know that will eventually yeah change, but but even despite the fact that you know a fair chunk of the world will feel familiar at the same point it won't just because of how they've remixed it and you know it is a sequel to to breath of the wild and the fact that you're returning to certain locations later on in your adventure and just to see how they've changed is part of the excitement into itself so even though there might be things that are reused and that's an opportunity for would be certain detractors to go, see, I told you, they've reused the same map. I mean, that's barely the story there. The story is what have they done to make it feel exciting and fresh and new, and they've done lots. We won't go into specifics as of yet. I mean, I think it's important to say it that for our first impressions that this will be um, well, you're mostly spoiler-free. I think we'll go into a little bit about maybe some certain mechanics and such and things that have impressed us so far, but nothing specific. So even if you've not played the game yet, this is still safe to listen to, I would say. Yeah, I guess if you haven't played it yet, maybe this is hearing us bang on about it might push you over the fence. But even if you have played it, who knows how far you've got in like the two days since it released. <laughs> That's so. it, yeah. We're having a bit of a pre- pre-cast chat about thinking how the hell are we going to structure our playthrough and how this podcast is actually going to come together. So, yeah, what what you might have played if you actually picked up the game might be something we haven't and vice versa. So it'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, this this first episode, just to reiterate, should be safe for even even those that barely dipped a pinky toe into the water. So for me, I ordered, like, the nice special edition from the Nintendo store. And then I was, I start work at one thirty on Friday, so I was like, great, so I've got plenty of time for my, my pack, package to arrive. And then they ring me up at like 10. Oh, it's arriving between 2 and 4. Oh. 
So I immediately messaged my boss, like, oh, I'm going to have to come in late today. I'm, I'm waiting for a, a parcel. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'll be there in time for my lessons. I don't tell her what package I'm waiting for, obviously. <laughs> I let her make her own assumptions. <laughs> did she, uh, did she say like anything really when you... <laughs> did no, she say but... anything when you got to work, or do you think she knew? I don't think she knew, but all of my colleagues knew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But then it arrived at like 3.30, so it was literally, great, get it get it in the door, take a couple of pictures, go to work. Yeah, work till 9.30. <laughs> yeah, I did think oh, you were yeah. awfully... I thought you just dressed up for receiving tears in the kingdom. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> no way you thought that. I knew he was like getting ready for work or something. <laughs> no one, nobody has that amount of pains and isn't like using them for work. Yeah, <laughs> but then I went straight from there to work, worked till like 10 o'clock, so I came home, basically had my dinner and went to sleep, and then I woke up what was my Saturday morning, so Friday night in the UK, and played my first like two and a half hours on stream. Then I had to go to work all day Saturday, <laughs> and then I got another couple of hours in last night, so I haven't actually had that much time with it yet. Conversely, I've uh, played a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I had nothing planned all of yesterday. Um, our, Jesus, all Kingdom of, was the plan. <laughs> all of Friday. I actually, I actually played it when it unlocked at like 20 past 12 on, on oh, Friday morning. Yeah, I was already up late so and went... I was like, oh, I'll maybe just play you know, the first hour and a half or so. So you went digital I, then? I, uh, I did, yes. I'd, um, I used one of the um, combo vouchers that they they give offer, so I think it ended up mm. like being 40 something pound and I got that and oh, Fire Emblem. But mine's, anyway. was, mine's was like 43 like, quid. I got a postal with it. Nice. But I, uh, yeah, I fully intended to, you know, think I'll get an hour, an hour and a half. Nope, I stayed up till about four in the morning. <laughs> I uh, woke up at, I think, maybe ten, half ten, and I think I played it all day on Friday in, most, in a good chunk of the yesterday, uh, sorry, today as well. Um, so, yeah, I've put a fair chunk of time into it already, but even despite that... Not even scratched any of the major story beats or anything like that. Just, just been enjoying and loving this game. This is this fantastic, fantastic game. Just the same thing. It's just got like the same thing as Breath of the Wild. Like it's just a the world itself is just a joy to be in, mm. and like they just they just added like so much more like the like extra mechanics that they've added. Like just makes that even better than what. Breath of the Wild had because there's just so much more that you can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I've got, I've got all day now, Sunday and Monday, and um, basically, apart from a couple of recordings like this and eating meals, all I'm going to be doing is Zelda. So yes, yes, that's the way to do it. Oh, maybe I'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy tomorrow. Ah, patch that more Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I th I've, I'm thinking like, oh, when can I squeeze it in on a different day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I think even though you've got all that time, you know, to, to tomorrow and today, again, you'll probably be like me in that you just won't scratch any of the major story beats or anything like that or do any of the quote-unquote main quest because, like, once the game... Once you're out of the introduction and you the game opens up, um, it's it's like Breath of the Wild in that you'll just get distracted by the next thing over the next hill or spotting something in the distance or spotting something in the sky or yeah. It, well, <laughs> I'm actually interested to hear you say that because the opening, you know, the equivalent of the Great Plateau from Breath of the Wild, without mm -hmm. going into too much detail. Um, has felt a little more linear yeah. in that you kind you kind of have to do the shrines in a certain order because you use uh, the power from I one think... shrine to get to the next. 
in a way, kind of, but I'm pretty sure, like, I feel like I'd done them in order, but I still felt like I had, like, plenty of freedom to kind of... Uh, well, I do what I wanted, figured out the order it wanted me to do, and then deliberately tried to go to a different one, <laughs> and it was right. like, I could not find a way up there. And I sort of yeah. had to begrudgingly go back with my tail between my legs and do it in the intended order. <laughs> Be an interesting one. Well, to maybe, be, uh... maybe out of the like, maybe like you're good. To, like after like the first one has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, right? I was wondering if like it probably is only only this opening part, but I was, it did immediately like. Hmm, this is a a slightly different vibe because in Breath of the Wild, right from the start, it's like. <clears throat> you're dumped on the Red Plateau and it's just do anything. Mm-hmm. And then in this game, the opening, like the very opening is like very modern video games, right? Oh yeah, like it's like slow or mm. dump. Let's walk through this <laughs> dark tunnel. Yep. Walking with an NPC while yeah. you talk. Like, yeah, yeah, I was surprised at that, man. I was like, wow, this is, this is weird, the way they're going. <laughs> like, but then... Like, Tears of the Kingdom be a walking simulator. <laughs> and then the second, and then you get to the, the sort of tutorial area, and again, it's, oh, this is kind of slightly more linear, slightly more um, directed, or cult- whatever the word would be. What's the word like for a playlist? Where it's like uh, someone's list. chosen it. <laughs> per- personalized? No, like. Like, the thing that Steam and stuff don't do. <laughs> like, like, Targeted. Like a pers- no, like a person has gone through it and selected good things. Cult- cultivated, no? I don't know. No, that's like plants. <laughs> yeah, you can cultivate the good bits of a plant. No, there, there is definitely a word, and I'm going to focus an idiot when I come to it. But basically, it's that. <laughs> I know and it just made me... It made me wonder if the game overall is going to feel a little more like that and more like an older Zelda. Um, no, absolutely but, not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, I... Uh... It's like a bait switch, like, really, I think. <laughs> but I'm curious now. Like, I feel like I want to, like, kind of start a new game on it. Like, I don't know if, like, I don't know if there's, like, multiple files you can have on Tears of Game on that. Like, I know Breath of the Wild was weird with that. Uh, mm. I'd like, I'd want to restart, like, just to see what would happen after doing that first shrine. Like, to go... Right. Not, like, not go, the, like, the second obvious one, which is, like, the kind of... I get what you mean, like, the way the map's designed in that first part, first area. Yeah, it's it's like designed like a big loop. Where like you basically, you kind of the camera pans, bang, you got your first shrine right there, and then you're basically kind of set on a circular but straight kind of path to the next one. But I think I think you'd be fine. Like you do the first shrine, and you could basically be lean to the, mm. the opposite end if you wanted to. I mean, because that first main ability that you have is the one you use the most. Yeah, I think. Keyword for me comparing this to Breath of the Wild is creativity. Like you've got mm-hmm. because of the power set you have in Tears of the Kingdom, um it's almost like you know how we saw in Breath of the Wild, like speedrunners, like early speedruns, people would like find really inventive ways to get around the map. Well, they've now given you the tools for normal players just to, to do that in certain ways. Um, like traversing the map is so easy because of the tools that you've got. And I think I think why this game is I think once come journey's end, putting up hundred and fifty hours time, I'm sure, of playtime or or more, come journey's end I will very strongly feel that this is the superior game. I'm already in that kind of wheelhouse already. But it's just they've they've taken some of the little the little annoyances I suppose you maybe have with the game, like just things about oh it's gonna take me ages to get up that hill and oh now it's started raining and oh now I can't have to sit here and wait and until the rain goes off I can actually continue climbing and oh you know, things that would maybe maybe just get under your skin a little bit in Breath of the Wild. Um I've not felt that at all in Tears of the Kingdom. Because if something like that happens in Tears of the Kingdom, 
you then think it, because of the skill set and the tools that the game gives you, you've always the, got a solution. It gets get you thinking the about that you have all, in front of you. Exactly. Like now, the the solution isn't just wait it out until you can continue climbing. Now your brain just starts going a million miles an hour, thinking, okay, well I can't continue going for this path I initially planned. Let me look around. Um, let me see what I can use in the environment. Let me see what I can merge together. Let me see how I can begin and continue to get to the place I want to go to. And that's just genius to me. It's genius. It's just... I, I, that's I, I, why, like, that... Sorry, like, uh, that's why that first area, like, it doesn't really... Like, to me, it doesn't... Like, it is kind of linear, but it didn't feel linear to me because I was coming up with creative ways to get to that next destination. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I, like, I put out, like, a, a tweet, like, saying, like, like, how did everyone climb up to, like, the final, like, snow shrine? Say final, because obviously, like, that is, that's just the order I went in, but, like, and I could imagine, like, there's probably got to be, like, a hundred, if not a thousand different ways that you can get up there. I just, like, stuck five logs together, balanced them yep, on the cliff, and made a ladder. <laughs> Basically, you know, that's kind of funny. Like, it's funny that you say that because that's like, like, exactly what I've done. But yeah, hopefully, Jason one thing, something different. What this game um, has, which we'll find out in the episode. The other one, when we get to the area. What this game has, which the other one had a little bit, is even when you're doing exactly what the developer intended you to do, it feels like you're cheating and breaking the rules. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um. I, there's been a few times I've done a shrine or or something, and I have felt like, okay, the on retrospect, the dev probably wanted me to do it that way, but it does such a good job of making you feel like really clever for having sussed out, thinking mm-hmm. like like you said, like you've you've broken the game somehow, even though that's probably exactly how Nintendo figured to the majority of players were going to do the shrine. What's going to really interest me. And you're already seeing a little bit of this coming out in some clips on Twitter or where have you there, is how let's say ninety five percent of the player base does it the quote unquote intended way. What are the, what are the five percent going to do? How are they going to break the game even further? Mm-hmm. To, to and it's just it's staggering because what came out of Breath of the Wild, like talking about those early speedruns, you know, like people had people we people use stasis for example to to make, um, like uh, you've watched and read Dragon Ball, right, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Tau, what, what's his name? Mercenary Tau? He, like, stands on the stone pillar and just goes flying Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, like, just like that with the trees in, in Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. they're already making, like, flying devices yeah. in Breath of the Wild, like, in Gears of the Kingdom, like, you've kind of got so many options, like, the creativity is going to be, just go like, through the roof. One thing, cause... I think even in a few weeks' time, I mean, mm. a few months. Mm-hmm. Jay, you were talking about like this is going to feel like the better game. Yes, I think what's really interesting is it's going to feel like it's not going to replace Breath of the Wild. Like this game really feels like a sequel, and that it benefits a lot from having played the first one mm-hmm. because Breath of the Wild keeps things pretty simple. Like, one, the opening of Breath of the Wild is so iconic because, like, you get out of the bathtub and then it's just, you know, here's a little play space, figure it all out. Whereas this game opens with, like, here's some, like, batshit insane stuff to deal with. You're in, you're on a floating island in the sky. Some sort of ghost sheep is talking to you. <laughs> all kinds of lore. And, like, the, the set of powers you get in Breath of the Wild are pretty now seem pretty basic but that trains you to be ready to deal with the much more bonkers possibilities you've got in this game yeah i think um whilst i wouldn't let this dissuade anybody if you haven't played breath of the world from jumping into tears of the kingdom i think um that knowledge and skill set of, of just how link moves in general and you know how how to just generally traverse the world having that in place already is but not essential by any means but dear lord does it help for when like you said you add on the extra layer of complexity with the new tools 
Yeah, if someone asked me, like, oh, should I jump in on Tears of the Kingdom or should I play both? So far, I think I would say, oh, you should just play both. Breath of the Wild still holds up. It's still probably one of the best games ever made. And then now you have the bonus of knowing there's a whole second one afterwards. <laughs> That's it. Like, I suppose like one of the biggest problems I had after playing Breath of the Wild was going, oh, I wish there was more. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, guess what? I was going to say if you're going to get if you're going to tell people that you've got to tell them that they're set for like playing this like two games for like yeah, the two next to three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think um, that knowledge of Breath of the Wild comes into play as well um, with uh, just knowing the map in general. Like, just I was speaking earlier on about seeing how things have changed and just knowing the world uh, even you knowing where to go like saying i want to go check out and see how this part of the world's changed that goes a long way as well mm. um you know i suppose a way to put it would be saying knowing the world is a real benefit to then find out that you don't know the world if you get what i mean right yeah <laughs> um like before the call i was exploring um quite an iconic location from the first game and uh, how it's changed is is Impus Strip Club. Pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> interesting. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say no more than that because obviously, like I said, we don't want to get too specific on this cast. But uh, it's uh, yeah, really exciting to explore this 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 world as a whole once again. Um, that's not even counting you know the new stuff they've added like the. Like the Sky Islands, of course, like that's the game's big selling point in all the marketing is look at these new structures that you're going to get to explore soaring in the sky and um, obviously opening like that is that they want you to, to focus on that to a big degree as well. Well, also, and then even here in the opening, I've gone through a couple of little caves and it's popped up a like discovery sort of message. <laughs> and that feels a lot like the caves in Elden Ring. <laughs> but yep, I was going to wait to see who was the first one to make that comparison because <laughs> if no one, if no one said it, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's it's such an interesting like watching those two companies because Dark Souls was obviously inspired by classic Zelda's, mm. and then Breath of the Wild came out and it's like, oh, this game has been inspired by Dark Souls, mm. and then Elden Ring comes out and it's like, oh, they've been inspired by Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then we've had an extra year that I'm sure a little bit of Elden Ring has snuck in and inspired them too. Yeah, I I, I was wondering I was wondering about that myself because I I don't know how likely it is that you know it's definitely not the, the same degree of Elden Ring really drew a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild and there was you know four or five years between those games. Mm. Um, I think it's maybe more interesting that these two. You know, high pedigree Japanese development companies kind of went along similar paths with, with their games. Yeah, it might be sense. more a case of that. Um, but yeah, it definitely felt uh, the first thing I popped into one of those caves, and it's like a short little mini dungeon of sorts where you you know go through a few a few caverns and very very Elden Ring, very very much like the mini dungeons in that game. I also like that I've seen a lot of different enemies already, because that is one that was one complaint that I did have a little bit of time for with Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. is that there really weren't that many different enemies. But I've seen a nice little menagerie of freaks already in Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah, there's um, there are some interesting beasties. Um, there's a couple encounters I've had, um. There's one that I'm very excited to talk to somebody about because I've not seen anybody talk about a particular encounter I've had yet that I genuinely felt so much dread <laughs> and horror <laughs> in this encounter. I was like properly going, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, <laughs> over and over and over again, just <laughs> terrified. And the fact that there's creatures in this game that make you have such a visceral reaction like that is... It just makes me think, well, what else haven't I found? What other... Oh, did you meet Tingle? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That's it, yeah. Yeah, the Tingle encounter. But, uh, yeah, 
I, I think that's a criticism that can't exactly be levied at the game any longer. Nice. Good to hear. <laughs> How are we feeling about it visually? Um, I am quite surprised about how well this this creaking seven year old console six year old console sorry mm-hmm. holds up <laughs> because there've been points where I've been you know soaring through the sky there's a lot being rendered around Link you know you've got these massive views you can see for near enough the whole map around you. And I'm, like, I'm just thinking lots of like particle effects and stuff yeah. like that in certain areas, like. And I'm thinking like, uh, there'd be, there'd be, you know, companies on the that would be releasing this on PS5 or on PC, and the, it would be a shuddering, horrific mess. But yeah. here's Nintendo, obviously masters of their craft. I mean, they've been making these games for forty years now, near enough. Um, well, and they know their machines inside out. Right? They know they always get yeah. the most out of their own machines. And they certainly are. They certainly are getting a lot out of this. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, if you're talking on a pure visual level, it doesn't look dramatically different from from Breath of the Wild. But it's the. I think what impresses me is just the vistas and you know how much there's there's so much more to see just in a one little kind of viewpoint of the game. Like especially when you're like soaring through the sky, as I mentioned. And it's the fact that the Switch is still managing to 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 run that s- stably as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing like I've seen like maybe like one little kind of frame hiccup, and it was like a couple of seconds, and it kind of disappeared like after that. And I like it was like I said, it was due to like there was like a lot of particle like effects like on the screen, and they just couldn't. The Switch was just like, oh my god, I can't handle this. Turned the camera a little bit, and then it was fine. Nothing to a degree where it's going to like ruin your enjoyment of like playing it. What was no, the uh... zero out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> Only thirty as FPS. A, as a um, there's a good chance this is kind of the swan song of the Switch. Like all signs point to it's probably on only its last year. Mm. And mm. what what a what a pair of games to bookend that machine, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like. It's not the highest of deaths or whatever, but just in terms of the artistry of what you're looking at, this game is, you know, I'd rather be looking at what this game is showing me than what something that's, you know, 4K, but not as interesting to look at. Yeah. There's something about the opening area, especially the color palette it goes with actually really reminds me of Elden Ring, just sort of the yellow autumnal dying grass Mm -hmm. sort of colors. Mm -hmm. With the the sort of sunset lighting coming in and stuff, golden skies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. really pretty though. It's going to be just like yeah, Breath took, of the Wild, and I'm going to want to stop took, and like, take a oh, screenshot. Really, like, took, and that and that first area like an unbelievable amount of like screenshots and like video clips, like going to like fill up my Switch's memory. <laughs> it continues. Yeah, I remember when Breath of the Wild was new. That was. All you would see on Twitter for like the first month was just everyone sharing every single view already, they got to. Already started. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I already, um, I barely ever tweet, and I already felt um, inspired to tweet out a few videos of a contraption I made earlier on, which was which amused me greatly. So, yeah. I w- uh, tell you what, though, I was having some real trouble. Uh, doing the sort of putting things together that actually work and i was like oh has has my has the games that i like finally overtaken me and now they're only for the minecraft generation and i'm too old and i should just die (laughs) 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 i had that like when i I created like my first little boat yeah because i just couldn't get things like like, it was just like three four planks stuck together a little fan like on the back, and I went to strike the fan to like set set myself on my journey across this. And you river. shattered the log, and like I shattered the log, and it yeah. set me in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I kept putting, I couldn't get my fan to attach at like a nice straight angle, 
So it would always be slightly yeah. angled, and then my boat would just go in circles. I've noticed, I've noticed as well, like over the last, like over for like playing earlier today, like like when you're connecting stuff together, they have little kind of dots in certain areas, like anchor points. Mm. Yep. And like as long as you're close enough to the anchor anchor point, when you hit it'll attach, it'll, it'll attach it, and it will snap <laughs> on into the area that you exactly wanted it. Like it's so useful. Like it, it could be so much more like fiddlier. Like, but the way Nintendo have done it and designed it, like, it's just genius. I think that's so, why, kind of talking about what we spoke about earlier, and we'll go more in depth into the actual area itself on the next episodes, of course. Um, but that the, the whole kind of starting tutorial area, whilst I do kind of agree with you in that it was more linear than um, the Great Plateau, part of me was glad for that because I think the powers this time. They do they, they do require a bit more time to get used to because they are a bit more complex. So mm. the fact that you know I'm not having to think so much about where to actually go, but more so how am I going to get to the next area? Let's get to grips with the new fusing mechanic or the new ultra high mechanic or what have you. Um, I really I think that whole starting area really you know I, I find I find I benefit from that greatly because I was concerned about how that was all going to work for me personally as well. I was worried um, pre-release, we kind of dodged around this in our in our first episode because you hadn't watched any of the pre-release material yourself, Luke. But mm. they showed off a little... Uh, it was Iwanuma doing 10 minutes of demonstration on the new powers. Mm. And when they showed off the new kind of mechanic of, you know, being able to build whatever you want, like a boat or what have you, for example... I was like, that's really, really cool. And my mind's already racing about how that's going to work. I'm also really concerned that I'm just going to be too dumb for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the whole starting area being um, being linear yet focused, I suppose a better way to put it, mm. um, gave me enough time to get to grips with the mechanics. So that when I left that starting area, um, I felt like a dab hand at it. And I felt like it. Nice put together whatever I wanted to put together um, to varying degrees of success. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, if the opening feels a little more tutorially, it's because there probably is more to tutorialize this time. Yeah. And I think... Maybe one of you can help me out. When I'm using the Ultra Hand, mm-hmm. is there a way to rotate the object? Yes, if you hold down um, you hold R, R, R yeah. um, and then use a D-pad to either... Res- uh, oh, the D-pad! Yeah. Because so I held down R and the little arrows came up, then I could have... So here's yeah. why things were taking me so long. Is so I wanted to like put a fan on my boat or whatever. I'm like <laughs> lifting it up and bouncing it off rocks and stuff, trying to get it to land <laughs> the way up that I want. Properly caveman style. <laughs> Does this work? There we go. So the same thing happened. Hours of you know, grief. <laughs> you know with the fuse, you can, um, you can fuse to arrows? Yep. I was like, right, yeah, okay, skipped through that tutorial, then realised I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, so <laughs> I had to again... Google how to stick things to arrows. Oh, right, you're going to shoot and then press the D-pad or whatever. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so, yeah. I've, I've now realised I should probably read tutorials in this game. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, <laughs> a little bit of new stuff to learn in this game, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going um, to say as well, like when you're rotating like uh, like something around, like if it feel like it's getting like an out of whack a little bit like the, you can press ZL and reset it mm-hmm. right usually ah so the ZL, the ZL thing happened for me once or twice and then I could have so I thought ZL was how you spin and then I couldn't get it to no. do it again so I guess yeah. I'd spun nah. it and I was resetting it yeah oh my god yeah, you, I still do that as well like I wish I'd recorded it's not at the right angle and then I have to like reset it to kind of get it back to the alignment that I kind of I want I wish I'd recorded the 30 minutes to an hour it took me to get across one river because my fans <laughs> kept attaching to my boats at the wrong angles. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of joy to be had in failing your your contraptions. Oh, I, I was having the time of my life even as I was... It was basically like an episode of Scrap Heap Challenge. Like, yes, absolutely. Um... There's a, and these are the videos I've put up on Twitter, so you can go check these out if you want to at uh, my Twitter account, James Dreamlands, if you fancy it. But uh, there's, uh, I made a, I, made, I tried to make this like paddle boat where I attached 
so I'd made a raft and I put two these two wheels either side of the the raft, and then I attached a a, a plank onto the wheel with the idea that it'll act like a propeller of sorts and kind of push me through the water. But <laughs> the way it ended up working is both propellers hit the water at the same time, so it was almost like I was doing them. What's the uh, what's the swimming? The is it the butterfly where you kind of yeah the butterfly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like the boat was doing that and just like slapping the water and it was like jump rocket and jumping up and down like I had like a hydraulic system ripped out of Pimp My Ride or something <laughs> like that. It's nice. And there were a couple of times where like, one of the propellers just got stuck on the boat itself and I just the other one just kind of just slapped the water aimlessly going round and round in circles and I was just sitting there howling to myself laughing just it's it's so fun to fail in this game for things like that so yeah you, uh, experimentation is is such a joy in this the the ultra hand is basically feels like that's a game unto itself right the fact that it's yeah. then attached into this open world action adventure game with everything else is it's just going to be bonkers to see what comes out of that the mm-hmm. other two powers so far haven't felt as versatile in the same way so the other two like, powers you're talking about are fuse and ascend those are the ascend. three i've got mm-hmm. ascend uh, like, is is cool but it's very like you you use it where you're supposed to use it kind of thing to a point so most, like so i far, just yeah. like earlier tonight i had just like i finished up a shrine and uh i had to get over like this gap and it was like telling me i had to like make a rail like there was already like a bit of concrete slab attached to this rail mm. and i had two items that could help me propel the rail forward and i couldn't figure out what it was wanting me to do so like i put like i grabbed like the stone slab and put it on top of the like this metal like hook and lodged like the boosting device like underneath that and like mm. but the only the only problem was like i couldn't get up to the platform that i made because like it wasn't a climbable surface like in the shrine right and but that's where i was like oh i can use a send and i used a send and i like i could zip myself up with a send through onto the stone plank pillar that i made which allowed me to zip across the gap and get to the end of the string. And I think and we... um, because you've not left that that kind of starting zone yet, Luke, I think you'll find more opportunities for Ascend. Like I'm sure. Was I'm sure yeah. Like there was one particular example that I can think of where I thought I felt really clever for doing it is it was like a like an enemy encampment, um, and the way it was structured is there was like one smaller tower. And then a bridge connecting from the first tower up to the kind of main enemy base area. Hmm. Um, and there was lots of enemies on that first tower. So I presume one way, like if you didn't have that power, would do is you'd fight your way through, go across the bridge, storm the camp. Instead, what I did is I used Ascend, zipped up to the bridge, skipped that whole first tower. They were oblivious I was there and just snuck into the main camp that way. And just little ways you can kind of cheat the system. I think Ascend is quite. It's it's definitely a more, definitely more niche. Definitely not as um, uh, there's not as many opportunities to play with it as there is with Ultra Hand. Obviously, Ultra Hand is the star of the show, but um, it's it's got its place for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that it's called Ultra Hand. <laughs> yes, what a cute little reference. <laughs> That's too, like, a peripheral, am I right in saying? Uh, no, Ultra Hand predates Nintendo even making games. Oh, wow. Uh, Ultra Hand was a toy that Gunpei Yokoi made, like, early Nintendo, where they first started making toys, oh, even. Right. Um, you know, like, it's the thing where you have, it's like a big stick and you squeeze the end and it's got a plastic hand that um, opens and closes. Right. Like, you've seen that like, toy, it's a common toy. Like a... Like a... Like a pooper scooper. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 like a gra- like a grabbing <laughs> hand. hand yeah, yeah, they were invented by Gunpei Yokoi. Like, ah, cool. like a plastic made version those. of those little, like a plastic version of those little sticky hands that you used to have when you were younger. Ah, ever have those? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was the Ultra Hand. So 
Nintendo is responsible for those. Um, Fuse, I think, uh, is very versatile as well. Um, just in terms of, weirdly, not so much with what you attach to weapons, but what you attach to arrows, especially, and to shields. There's some neat ways you can use it as well. Um, I wonder, no, like with the shields, like I know, I know, I've like attached like a rock, just like a straight up a rock to one of my shields, and it was, I found it was pretty good. Like when you parry with it, it was good for like breaking like rocks and minerals that you need to mine. Uh, mm. But like, it doesn't add to the strength. I found out like earlier, it doesn't add to the strength overall strength of the shield. So if that shield's like a level four, like adding, I've not found an item that I can add to it that makes. The shield stronger, which is a bit of a shame because been running out a lot, a lot of like shields. That's strange because I, I know, like, when I've attached a rock to a shield, the number's gone up next to it. So, mine's doesn't seem to go up. Hmm, interesting. But, um, yeah, and and there's more. <laughs> there's 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 another power that more powers and such. I'd like to speak about as well, but we'll we'll leave that for later. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I noticed I got the three powers and there's still three slots. Yes. And I was like, yeah. ooh, hola. That's uh, something to speak about on our uh, next episode, I am sure. Nice. Very nice indeed. I had a thought just now, but I forgot it already. Oh, it's when you were talking about arrows. So yeah, when I first got Fuse, just like, oh, I can attach something to my sword. Didn't feel mind-blowing, right? I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. I attached a boulder to a big stick, and now I've got a boulder on a stick. Cool. And it was when I realised that, oh, this is means that I don't need to go around collecting fire arrows, ice arrows, whatever. I can make all kinds of arrows with mm. stuff I collect. That's that's what's going to be really cool and different, I think. That's yep. just reminded me, actually, like, see, because I actually watched like that tutorial clip we were talking about when we were show- when Nintendo were showing off like the fuse mechanics and stuff like that. Mm. Like obviously I'd seen that and I was like when I'm like up in the sky area after I got Ultra Hand I was trying to attach weapons together. Oh like thinking that's how you fuse them. Oh, and I'm like right. oh, I put them on the ground, they were stuck together and I went went to pick it, I thought, oh you put them on the ground, attach them together, and then pick it up, but as soon as I picked it up it would break. Right. Like they would break apart because like it's you're just attaching it to the ground basically mm-hmm. and I'm like mm-hmm. the hell is going on here? What am I missing? Like you think it on fuse, I was like, Oh right, fucking didn't have the right ability. I'm yeah, glad that's not how they did it because that would have been way too finicky. Oh yeah, that would <laughs> been like so weird. Like the way it actually fuse actually works is like like super snappy and quick the way it should be. Yeah, I think I yeah, had the same feeling where it's from just like I was avoiding pre-release stuff but obviously i i saw a few things right it just it gets into the ether yeah and i saw like oh here's link with a sword sword so then yeah i had the same thing when i got i didn't try and do it but when i got the ultra hand i was like oh this is going to be so fiddly mucking about making weapons like i i I started to get a bit of the fear that like like i said this game's just not going to be for me because it's going to be more like a crafting type game that i'm just not good at um, so then when I did get Fuse, and it's like, oh, okay, you just A and B, bam, it's done. I was like, great. So yeah, this game is... I should have had more faith. Yeah. I think that's... I, tr- I tried to play Fortnite back when it, you know, there was no um, no building mode. Mm-hmm. And I had the classic every uh, middle-aged guy who plays Fortnite, where it's, I can get down to the last two players, but then the other player builds a fortress. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm done then. I can't do that. The um, I think this is what is what this game's gonna have as a really good legacy is the fact that if you are like a really creative sort, like really into your Minecraft or what have you, there you can get down the weeds with that to a massive degree. Like you can just spend ages like building carts and and boats and you know, flying machines and just really lose yourself in that. But if you just are wanting to roam the world and adventure and explore, that's all there too. Um I think it's brilliant how they all how they all mesh together, you know, the the, the creativity aspect and just the general 
exploring Zelda ness yeah. of it of the of the experience. Yeah, like, like you can go like you can do as little with it as you want mm-hmm. and still have like a really fun time, and or you can go like super in depth and like probably even have an even better time, you know. But like, not going to kind of begrudge anyone if like if they don't like going to go massively in depth with mechanics because mm-hmm. like as long as you're being a little bit creative and like in solving a problem like the way you want to solve it, like there's nothing better. Yeah, I because obviously I work as a a teacher in Japan, and a lot of my students play games. I can't wait to see the stuff that those kids who do play loads and loads of Minecraft and everything, mm-hmm. and have now picked this up. They're going to show me some insane stuff. I can't wait. Like, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, how's this boss? And he's going to be like, oh, it's easy because I just I built a tank and destroyed it. And I'm like, oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah. I will. What's I remember when Breath of the Wild came out. Part of the discussion was like, "Oh, this is the first time in a long time it feels like Nintendo has been playing what other companies are making." Because it's like here's it's an open world game with towers, but just you know, completely rewrote the rules on that. But obviously, Mm. they had been playing what was coming out, right? And this feels like Nintendo have been playing what the kids actually play. Yeah, the, the bringing up Fortnite's interesting because obviously the start of every Fortnite game, you're diving from the sky, <laughs> you know, um, you're you're trying to scout a good landing location, and then well, I remember the building aspect of the of the game as well. Um, it makes me well, it we had me that wonder. first trait. We had that first trailer of Link doing the dive. All all the the jokesters online were like, oh. Leaks dropping in Tomato Town and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> but it does make me wonder, like, maybe... Maybe I, maybe I knew I went for a few victory royales and then thought, I've got it. I know what the next cell <laughs> of the game's going to be. Uh, maybe the reason this game has taken six years to come out is because the whole dev team just got hooked on Fortnite. That's it. <laughs> like me, me and Moto walks in. Like, how's the new Zelda game coming? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're um we're doing research, mate. We're doing research. Give us a minute. <laughs> Eight hours later, are you done with your research yet? Oh, one more, one more. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, we're just sitting here in his office, going, "I've got to bring the battle pass." <laughs> running into this, running into the uh, the. Uh, this like the main room screaming. Look, guys, guys! Look at the costume I just unlocked. <laughs> I can be Thanos now. Look, I made him dab. <laughs> can we make Link dab? No, Anuma. <laughs> go, go back to bed, mate. <laughs> Do you know Anuma's from Nagano? I did not. Uh, I learned that. Up, like obviously a while after I moved here, it's not like that's why I moved here. But <laughs> <laughs> like Stockholm, you knew that beforehand. <laughs> I presume he'll live near. He'll live in Kyoto now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Kyoto last week for Golden Week, and I was looking at the Nintendo building, and all the lights are off, and I was like, "Oh, good. I'm glad they've all got the weekend off." And then little do you know they're all sleeping and. Yeah. They're all in the, like, the Nintendo games thing. dungeons <laughs> making the team. <laughs> dungeons in the in the Kyoto offices. And then we were we were on the train home on the Sunday and I was like I was trying to talk to my girlfriend like, Wow, imagine working at Nintendo on Monday and like you know Zelda's coming out on Friday. I bet they all feel really nervous. And she's just like was not interested in this conversation. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is a, only of interest to me. <laughs> you know the original Nintendo building from when it used to be a card factory is now a hotel, but it's like a mega fancy one thousand dollar a night like oh, rich wow. people hotel. Not the Hotel Mario then. No, still I'm going to try and stay there one day for like my the, birthday. Still or has something. the little original kind of logo on the side. It's still got loads and loads of the original stuff, so it's like a hotel slash Nintendo museum. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm definitely going to stay there one, at least once before I die. Pass. Yeah, let's hurry up and finish this so I can go back and play more Zelda. <laughs> play. <laughs> <laughs> After us, um, you know, waxing lyrical about our first impressions on the game and uh, just generally being very, very excited, um, we're all off to play lots, lots, and lots more uh, of Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, please make sure you join us on the next episode where we'll begin the whole point of this podcast where we go through the game um, area by area, sort of. That's the idea. Um, and we'll be talking about the, the very, the very, very opening of the game and get stuck into the first big area of the game the great sky island so make sure you join us for that one until then look where can we be found we're on twitter and facebook at hyrule field pod we're probably also on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify all the different ways you can listen to podcasts i think we've got that figured out uh, this is a brand new podcast so please do Rate and review on your podcasting app of choice. Give us five stars. Give us a little write-up. Tell your friends. Share it on the Twitter. Share it on the Facebook. I mean, I'm sure you have other friends who are playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, let them know. They know This will be a fun podcast to play along as you listen. Like, listen to as you play. And then I'm sure you'll all finish it before we finish this podcast. So it'll be a Absolutely. way to sort of keep keep reliving the game for many months to come. And we'd love it if you all get in touch. So if you have any thoughts and feelings about that first area, everything from the uh, the very opening of the game right until you get off this Great Sky Island, send it in. Um, you can tweet at us. You can send us a Facebook message. I think you can email us at HyruleFieldReport at gmail.com. Oh, that's new. Mm. Well, Whoa. We've always had emails for this Same. podcast. I just never bring it up. But... Uh, yeah, so if you have like a, a unique anecdote or some thoughts and feelings, please, please, please share them. And uh, yeah, we'll try and get to them in the episodes. Well, catch you later. Cheerio. Bye. I'm off to play some Fortnite. <laughs> 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 Let's make that Victory Royale. <laughs>